Hi, this is Mijan Salee, and you're listening to my field notes. The past two or three weeks, I've been thinking about the differences and similarities between marathons and childbirth, labor and delivery. In other words, productive discomfort. And my specific question for life, love, and work is, what makes for successful marathon completion? In other words, if you've completed a marathon, literally or figuratively, what were the building blocks for you being prepared to show up that day and cross the finish line? And more specifically, have you figured out how to apply that process of success to another sweetly held life goal? Stick with me until the end where I talk through some of the building blocks to sorting this out for yourself. So here's the deal. I've walked a pilgrimage um, I didn't prepare for, and I definitely got injured. A couple of friends came into town doing an artist residency, and I said, what the heck? Uh, I did a 50-mile bike ride a few years ago, didn't prepare for that, except for, I think, a day and a half ahead of that. It was kind of on a whim. Um, that wasn't a good look. <laughs> I did finish it, but mm. And I did a tiny yet hilly 5K. Um, I think it was in North Beach in San Francisco. And I definitely remember feeling really sore after that. I hadn't prepared for that. You notice a trend. (laughs) Uh, My marathon in life, though, really is metaphorical. And it spanned from 2003 to 2013 when I earned my doc degree in education. That's right. 10 whole years, albeit one of those years I dropped out slash took a leave of absence. That's what I think they called it formally. In that time, I didn't just run that race. Um, I also went through a pretty painful divorce over several years. I became a subsequent full-time single mama to a three-year-old and a nine-year-old. And I decided that I stood for international education for myself and my kids just as much as I did for other people. And so what that meant was I bussed and backpacked through Mexico for a little under a couple of months before spending a semester doing preliminary research in Northeast Brazil with one kid tucked under each arm. Then we moved back to the beyond expensive San Francisco so I could complete my graduate merit scholarship teaching commitment and the final couple of classes that had to be in residence. Once all that was done, I finally was freed up to fall in love with a place and a person, which is partially how we wound up moving to the Southwest. So my three lessons for this particular week really are the backstory. However, I didn't get to those until about 2016, when I was in another liminal moment in life. Um, I think I had gone through a breakup. (laughs) I don't remember. Uh, However... I know I was feeling burnt out and had just left being an executive director. And I stumbled on this really gorgeous visual artist. Don't you just love those? Uh, And he was witnessing me do a short interview series that was um, this exercise, part of the Creative Ecology Leadership Program at Banff. Uh, And he asked me this very curious question that every so often, you know, you get a question like this and it just makes you pause. And he asked me, did I ever research myself? And I thought, you know, that is one of the more narcissistic things that I've heard. However, it did prompt me to think through how I was able to reverse engineer 
the moves of getting into a doctoral program, dropping out of a doctoral program, and then successfully re-engaging and finishing. And so it made me sit down one day and write down every single major step, even especially the ones that were seemingly steps backwards to that final successful completion of that degree. The three big ones were that I hired an amazing coach. I mean, I think everybody kind of hears me just tout the amazingness of Christy. Um, She is how I graduated. The second thing that I had happen to me was I listened to advice from a lot of different people, and I don't know how great or amazing that was. However, there was one mentor that I had at the moment And he said to me, Mijan, this is a big goal. It's going to take a lot. And you better ethically remove everything off your plate that you do not have to do. This is not the time to DIY every single part of your life. The third big thing that I noticed from that period of time was that I joined all these amazing communities. And they came to me through fellowships, residencies, and communities of practice where I got an entire round of brand new peer and seasoned mentors who are still big parts of my life today. In fact, there's one person in particular who every award that you see attached to my name today, even till today, this one single person is the nominator. (laughs) She believes in me so, so, so much and she has such a genuinely kind heart and I believe is one of my major role models of how to be a professional, how to be committed to the people in our communities, and how to show up in loving, kind, and generous ways. So here's what Christy, the amazing coach, taught me. She taught me how to power through by choosing to engage first with the low-hanging fruit. That's what I feel like I need to double back and say to you right now. She taught me how to ask myself, what is the smallest, easiest thing that I can do today or this week that moves me forward on these really big goals? And, you know, I've got to say that it's still working for me to this day, um, especially when I have feelings of uncertainty. So for me, this upcoming week, I'm moving through revisions. She's actually helping me uh, with a big writing project right now. And um, that's how I'm able to make it. That's how these marathons seem to work for me, piece by piece. So honestly, this is really a backstory of how I built the workshop curriculum that also later became this small yet extremely mighty community of women of color leaders Um, You know, it serves as the foundation for all of my professional development curriculum with creatives. Why? Because I trust my successful experiences and results, and I trust what other people who I work with experience in their successes. So go ahead. I dare you. Research your latest or greatest marathon. Identify who comprised your team. Identify what easy next thing you can do to move a prized, prioritized goal along and do it this week. And the next audio love letter, I will share my story with fellowships, how I got started, 
why I'm still so committed to researching and doing them, as well as some of the highlights from what I teach about fellowships when I give keynotes and seminars. So based on the first episode of Field Notes, I loved hearing your reply via voice messages. Um, And so that's what I'm encouraging you to do right now. I would love to hear your thoughts and questions in response to this week. Please subscribe, share with your friends, colleagues, students in your life, and leave me a love voice note. Let me know what happened to you this week. Until the next time, take good care.